you or a loved one or someone you know lives with PTSD, then you are going to want to watch today's episode of the Writer's Corner live show. We'll be featuring the book, You Are Not Alone by Doug Lawrence, who developed a mentorship program for people living with PTSD. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Then welcome to the Writer's Corner live show. I'm your host, Bridgette Limbanda from Cape Town in South Africa. In today's show, we're going to be talking to Doug Lawrence about his book, You Are Not Alone, and as well as his mentorship program for people who live with PTSD. So everyone, welcome. Whether you are watching us over on Facebook, on YouTube, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, and also on Amazon, Amazon actually, then a very hearty warm welcome to you it's great to have you here but before we introduce um our guest for today and also my co-host one of the things that we like to do is to help authors level up on their live streaming because a lot of people are still doing hybrid events authors are still um doing book launches and talking about their books on live streaming. So it's going to be something that is going to be taking place still in the foreseeable future. So one of the things that um, Mary and I both use is the Logitech Brio camera. It's got trademarked right side, um, right light HDR technology, which means that it will adjust to lighting conditions so it's a great camera and in fact even though both of us use the Logitech Brio any of the Logitech cameras will make a great addition to help you appear uh, on camera and look confident. Another recommendation from us is that you invest in an external microphone whether it's something like the Rode Lavalier, which is a simple clip-on microphone, um, but do invest in something that other than what's built in with your phone or with your um, laptop or computer. So you can either go for something simple like that, and if you have set up a studio at home, um, I would recommend a condenser microphone. I use the Samsung condenser microphone, um, for example. You can simply also use your phone to go live. Nothing wrong with that. A lot of authors do that, but you do want to stabilize your phone somehow. In other words, put it onto a tripod and you can use additional accessories um, such as this that'll help you, just the iographer, which will help you stabilize your phone. Um, and they, they come in all different shapes and sizes for different phones. You can use that. Or you could use something like the DJI Osmo as a stabilizer if you're wanting to show your book and talk to your audience at the same time. But do use something um, so you don't make your audience seasick because you're moving around and your phone is not stabilized. So for those of you watching on Amazon Live, um, you can find all those things down in the in the carousel. Do check them out. Um, and you also want to use earphones 
um, so that people can hear you clearly. I've got earphones plugged in as well. Um, so do invest in something. Now let's move on to introducing my amazing co-host. Mary and I have been introducing the Writer's Corner live show for almost four years. I can't believe how quickly the time has gone. Mary's in Nashville in the USA and I'm in Cape Town in South Africa. She's a special needs and disabilities advocate, a ghostwriter and an award-winning author. Her latest book is called Cheers from Heaven with Thornton Klein. So do check out her book, Cheers from Heaven, as well. And with that, Mary, welcome to the show. Hi, it's so nice to see you today. And I'm so excited about our author that we're having on. He is, uh, this is his first visit with us. We're excited to have him and about the, the subject that we'll be discussing. But um, it's so nice to see you. It's, it's been a little bit, but we're excited. And uh, I can't believe it's almost four years that we have been doing this. Amazing. It has been a really, really, really long time. And I'm super, super excited um, that we have been doing this for four years. So for those yeah. of you who have never met Doug Lawrence before, um, Doug is a speaker, an author, an international certified mentor. He's also the founder of Talent C and the co-founder of International Mentor Community who helps organizations improve productivity and reduce um, employee onboarding. We'll ask him a little bit about that. Um, so he's done extensive research on the effect of mentoring for those with post-traumatic stress disorder, otherwise known as PTSD. Doug served in the Royal Canadian Mounted Police um, for 25 years and he retired in 1999. And so having worked with people with PTSD and in law enforcement has given him a unique view of the benefits of mentoring. So with that, let's invite our guest to the show. Hi, Doug. Hello. <laughs> Do you like <laughs> your entrance? <laughs> I was just going to say that that's probably the best intro I've had in my entire life. So that was really neat. Oh, that's Thank awesome. You. Great. <laughs> Doug would like want that entrance from now on when he goes anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> He'll say, uh, can we get the writer's corner entrance? Because I'm going somewhere today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doug, it's lovely to have you join us. Um, so I'm going to jump right in. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you know, what gets you out of bed and why did you want to write about PTSD? So I'm, as as you've already mentioned, I'm a retired uh, Royal Canadian Mounted Police officer. Um, one of the pieces that is... Uh, really important in that particular case is that as a result of my 25 years service, I ended up with post-traumatic stress and uh, that feeds into a, a number of other things. Um, so retired RCMP officer, um, I started my own company in the fall of 2009 focused on mentoring and mentor certification and kept working forward. 
I uh, wrote my first book back in, I think it was 2014 is when it was published. But how that one came to be was I was asked by a number of individuals to take all the things that I had been posting in blogs and that and, and kind of schmish it all together into a, um, into a book, which I did. And ironically, that's the same path that I went on with You Are Not Alone, which is people came to me and said, you know, you're working with people that have got post-traumatic stress. And, you know, we, we as the community recognize that there is a shortfall in, in support that's being made available can you do something about that? And can you write a book that would speak to that? So that's part of, of actually, that's part of what actually gets me out of bed in the morning is thinking about all the opportunities that, that are there for us to make a difference in the world, to make it a better place to be by, you know, providing that additional level or layer of support for people that are dealing with post-traumatic stress, but also mental health in the broader context. Mm, very, very true. Um, you know, I, I mean, it's hard. The, PT, I'm stumbling on my words. I apologize. PTSD is, it is um, because of how things have been in the last couple of years you know, I, I'm sure that you're seeing it so much more. And, you know, do you think that we recognize it enough? Or are we doing a well enough job of educating and acknowledging it? Do you think? No, no, we don't. Okay. I, I've actually coined, coined the term the silent pandemic. And mm. when it comes to PTS or post-traumatic stress, and when it comes to mental health, it, like I said, in the broader context, we sometimes talk about it, but a lot of times we don't. And part of that is because of the stigmatism that's attached with, you know, mental health and, you know, post-traumatic stress is that, you know, somebody who is considered to be dealing with PTS, they sort of think that they're maybe a little bit crazy in the head. So consequently, what happens is people stay, as I describe it, they stay in their in their closet and they're afraid to come out and ask for help. And that's where we seem to be falling down is that we're abandoning a lot of those people that, you know, even from the mentoring, which is what You Are Not Alone speaks to is even if you were to find a mentor that could spend a bit of time just listening and hearing what it is that you're dealing with and being non-judgmental, that's a step in uh, you know, in the right direction that we're not taking today. And because of COVID and a number of other things that are taking place, you know, the, the trauma that we're going through, the grief trauma that we're going through on top of PTS is, it, it's just, it's, it's, that's why it's a silent pandemic is because we're not, we're not dealing with it at all. Yeah, I think that's that is the, the issue. And it's it's good that, you know, we're talking about it today because every little bit helps, you know, raising in awareness. So I do want to ask you, um, considering that you've got this program going, how does PTSD impact companies and organizations and why should they look into supporting their workers? I think we'll 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 tackle that one kind of we'll go 
backwards a little bit. We'll talk about, you know, kind of what happens to the organization if they don't support their employees. And you end up then with, you know, increased sick time. You have employees that, you know, are not performing or or producing at the level that they could because they're they're struggling with the mental health aspect, the post-traumatic stress part of it all. Um, you have all of those things going on. You have situations where behavior changes and you have employees who may lash out or, or, or even verbally uh, engage in, in negativity with their coworkers and that only because they need to have a way to release that, that toxicity and, and there is no way. So the organization in, in essence is failing them by not having proper programs and that in place for mental health support. You know, I, I think back to a couple of organizations where I remember talking to an employee that said, oh yeah, Johnny's, you know, we know Johnny's got some issues and stuff like that. And, and I asked the question, I said, what is it that you're doing that, you know, is going to help Johnny get better? And well, we kind of leave him alone, you know, and when he's having those outbursts and stuff like that, you know, we, we try to ignore it and just continue on with our work. And when I asked the question, you know, are, have you thought of doing something better than that? Because there certainly are lots of things you could do better. Well, no, no, it seems to be working okay. Well, it's not because Johnny's actually not, you know, producing well. And if they don't provide him the support that he needs, he's going to continue to uh, deteriorate. And that's not what we want. Mm. You know, I'm just sitting here listening to you. You're just, you have so many valid points. As you're talking, um, I'm thinking about how this has affected children and, and individuals on the spectrum who have disabilities or a hard time processing like social, emotional uh, or any or is it just processing period, how much harder this has made life on them, even especially the nonverbals of the world, um, because, you know, this has affected everyone. Uh, that we, you know, we know around the globe. Um, how has COVID impacted people living with PTSD? And obviously it's been pretty significant, um, but we would like to hear from your point of view. Well, it, it is significant and, and you've touched on some really good points is when you think of, think of how PTSD and how mental health challenges, how they impact people, it, it's widespread. It, it starts out right at the family level. So how does, how does the fact that one of our, our family members um, have, you know, if they're struggling or dealing with PTS or with mental health in general, you know, how does that impact the rest of the family in being able to come to terms with that and being able to, you know, to be standing there when they open the closet door and step out and say, I need help who's going to be standing there saying, I am here to help you. So there's that part going on. Then you take it from there to, you know, to that your circle of friends who now have to deal with, you know, maintaining a friendship with somebody who is struggling or dealing with PTS or with mental health in general. So you have that part. Then, you, you know, you have in the workplace where the impact is just, as great as it is even in the family where 
in the workplace, you have now you have an employee who is dealing with mental health, post-traumatic stress, and the organization isn't quite sure how to go about dealing with that. And the organization doesn't have that support structure in place. So it, 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 every place that you turn, every corner that you turn, every step that you take, all you need to remember is that PTS and mental health in general will impact every single person that's in that scope, in, in that realm of, of that circle. Yeah, it's like a perfect firestorm. Yep. Mm. So you, you explained a little bit about, you know, why companies should have a program. Could I ask you to, to describe, you know, obviously without giving details of the company, but could I ask you to maybe just give us an example of a project that you worked on where the impact of mentorship on people living with PTSD was significant? Actually, I'm working with one as we speak and it's uh it's it's kind of one of those dream organizations as i call it and it's and because it's the reason it is a dream organization is because they embrace the gift of mentoring in its entirety they they did some very very positive things very early on and what's happened is that as a result of that individuals who are are uh, struggling with PTS and with mental health in general, have started to realize that this has now become a safe place, a safe environment for them to start to share how they feel and, and the impact that PTS and mental health is having on them as, as a person. And I actually remember the one individual stepped out uh, in, in a conversation I was having with him and said that if I needed help if I needed somebody that, you know, to listen and hear and be non-judgmental. that they would be more than delighted to be able to do that for me because they know I would do that for them. So what it did was is, it, is that's what we need to have in more organizations than not is for organizations to embrace that sort of idea is, you know, implement mentoring into your organization, have the the twist or the flavor of the mental health component to it um, and, and then go from there and see what a difference it actually does make because what's interesting was in this particular case with this organization part of the training that i provided them was uh, a segment on mental health so some what you know what are some of the symptoms that you need to be mindful of and what should you do if you're mentoring somebody and all of a sudden you you think that there are some issues that need to be brought to someone's attention? What are the steps that you're going to go through to do that? Mm. Yeah, that's very important. Um, all of that is very important. And I'm thinking, you know, is this a... Um, how much of a bigger scale could you take this to? Because there are companies all over the world, people struggling all over the world. And it doesn't look like there's going to be a big light coming soon, you know? So we, we need to be prepared for this and doing what you're doing is extremely important. Um, so, you know, you need to, I guess, train a team of people to go out your minions and do some, <laughs> help you out, you know? So could you, uh, you know, your book, 
you are not alone. Um, is that specifically for people? I was curious about this, you know, too, with PTSD, or could it help anyone living with mental health challenges? Do you think it does it cover, you know, a, the scope of because obviously, there's, you know, a lot with mental health? It 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 was written with the idea in mind of number one, PTS, but more mm -hmm. importantly, it was written with the idea in mind of this is bigger than what we really know. And so I wanted the book to be able to address some of the mental health challenges that were faced today because they kind of, PTS and mental health challenges kind of go hand in hand. And so it's, it's trying to get people to recognize what mental health challenges are, what post-traumatic stress is, and be able to then help them develop a plan, a coping strategy on how they could deal with it if they're feeling challenged or, or they have those mental health issues. But it's that for them to have those coping mechanisms and for organizations to reach out and say, okay, we're, our organization's coming out of the closet, Doug, we need some help here to be able to change our environment to make our workplace a safe place for conversations of that nature to take place. Absolutely. Definitely for, um, for sure. Doug, could I ask you, I don't know, do you have the book there? Is it, is, could you read us just a, a short excerpt from your book? Um, you are not alone. I sure can. Can you hold it up so we can see it? We show everybody. Okay. How's that? Yeah. Oh, oh, I love the, Let's love the cover. That, yeah, is she such, gonna... that is such a beautiful cover. Who does that help to design that cover? I actually had somebody design the cover for me. Um, it was, uh, we, it was kind of interesting. I had an idea of what it should look like. And, and when I talked to, to him, he, uh, he went, I, I, I think I have an idea. And he started, he just poof. And I went, and the part I like is that if this was sitting on a bookshelf, it jumps out. It jumps right into your hand. It sure does. You know, it, it's just because there you are standing at a crossroads of where do I go now? And who is and it? It's in relatable. Your life at some point? It's relatable. Everyone can relate to that yeah. crossroads. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's had been there at some point in their life. So it's like, who, what is this guy doing? Yeah, I want to see what this book's about. And that's that's the goal as an author with your cover. It's very, very important. Yeah, it's huge. Um, so a little excerpt is the journey that I have been on has been one that has been filled with a lot of questions. Fortunately, there were a few answers along the way as well. I had some personal upsets with the passing of my wife, Deborah, in February of this year. I realized that my bad behavior of years past was directly attributed to post-traumatic stress or PTS. I also learned that I was one lucky guy to have a spouse and children who believed in me and that knew there was a better person inside that angry and abusive person. I learned that the support structure for mental health, mental well-being, PTS, and OSI was weak and that we needed to Better yet, I needed to do something about that. It didn't have to be that way. If that was the case, then what could I do to change that or at the very least improve what is there now? Mm. Wow. Doug, thank you so, so much. 
Thank you and we're, so and much. We want to say sorry you. about your wife. We're, we're very sorry about your loss. Thank you. So, yeah. Doug, I wish we had more time. I really wish we had more time. This 30 minutes went by just way, way, way um, too quickly. Um, you know, for people out there who um, who want to do more and who want to reach you, companies out there who would like to be um, involved and learn about the program that, that you've got. Um, I actually noticed that you speak about mental health champions. Can you just very, very briefly tell us what is a mental health champion? So... I, and I'll use that organization that I talked to that I said was my kind of my dream organization. They actually have two or three people that I call mental health champions. And so they're the ones that in the organization, they're right there. They're at the forefront saying, you know, we need to have a program in place to support people that are dealing with with mental health challenges, post-traumatic stress and all of those things. They're the people that were instrumental in helping me get a mentorship program started that's going to help them with their mental health issues that, you know, that they're dealing with. So um, a mental health champion is, I, I equate that similar to a mentoring champion in an organization. So it, it's just someone that's going to help promote the cause to get this moving in the direction that it needs to go. So if you had to, if you had to, I put a call out, you know, for people to jump on board for for organizations to get in on what you're doing. You know, if you were to do a PSA announcement, let's go with that. What would you say right now to people and organizations who might be watching and listening? You know what I would say to to people that are listening in and watching is that Mentoring, mentoring and mental health go hand in hand, number one. But more importantly is that not doing anything is catastrophic. The, the, um, the statistics today are absolutely alarming. I was looking at, at some the other day for, for the next book that I'm going to write. And it, it's absolutely just, it's, it's startling where the statistics are as far as, you know, dealing with anxiety, uh, depression, stress, suicide, all of those, the numbers are going up, they're not going down, and they're not staying level. So we need to be able to do something. So if your organization is wondering, well, we're not really sure where we should go next, give me a call, and I'll give you the direction that you need in order to be able to head in the right direction. Because if we don't, I, I'm I'm sorry. I just I don't even want to think about what it's going to look like. Yeah, I we agree. Live in such um, times, you know, I think of all the um, and I don't even want to go to that topic because it's really dark. When you think of all the the shootings that's been happening in the states, um, it's terrible. And, you know the effects on the the children, the parents, the teachers, uh, the country. You know, just. I don't. I think there's no one that escapes the effects of um, what's happened just very, very recently, um, and how that's going to affect people's um, mental health moving forward. So, definitely a topic that we need to revisit. Uh, I think a lot more often, 
it, it shouldn't be an occasional topic. It should be something that's discussed often so that we normalize the ability to verbalize how we feel because oftentimes these things um, are triggered by people who have an inability to express their feelings. Mm. Um, and so or process we, we and understand them. Process it, yeah. So we need to talk about this a lot more and make it normal to have these conversations so that people don't feel that they can't talk about it or shouldn't talk about it. Like we are thankful. Thank you for making the time to come and talk to us today. Thank you for sharing your book. You are not alone. So for those of you who are watching, the book is available on Amazon. Uh, if you watch Amazon Live now, um, please go and grab that book. You are not alone. Um, and um, and recommend it to your friends. If you know anyone who's currently struggling with mental health, uh, get the book for them as a gift. It's a great book to uh, to get to someone as a gift. And if you'd like to follow the Writer's Corner live show, please just click on the follow button on Amazon and you'll get a notification when we go live again next time. So huge big thank you to our audience um, on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Wherever you are watching us, we thankful. Thank you for following the show. Thank you for um, for listening to Doug and his message about mental health. Emily says hello. Um, also on on over on Amazon Live. Just everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. We truly are grateful that you joined this episode in particular. Take Very care, important. Stay safe. Yep. And we'll see you on the next Writers okay. Corner Live show. Take care, everyone. Stay safe. Thank mm -hmm. you.